But yeah, this is really good for so Orlando. So we're number one. That is the moral of the story. Number one. We're number one. That's the thumbnail right there. We're, <laughs> we're number one. And this isn't a surprise, I mean, with the amount of people coming. And it's interesting to see how many with the new parks and the new offerings and the new hotels and everything else coming. I think that this continues to go on. I hope so. Orlando, Florida is the theme park capital of the world, but it's actually so much more than that. We cover all things real estate, theme parks, and the stories that make living in Orlando such a fun place. This is the Orlando Real Podcast. It was all started by a month. Ms. Kristen, let's talk about foreclosures. So we get this question, I would say at least 100 times a week. At least. Minimum. Where people are asking, um, hey, I really want to move to Florida, and I think that the market is turning, mm -hmm. and so I really want to buy a foreclosure. Mm -hmm. And they want the laundry list of foreclosures that are for sure the, available. The abundant right? amount of foreclosures that may be out there. And, uh, and how do we respond to those typically? We tell them that that is a little bit of a pipe dream right now it because is. there are not a lot of foreclosures. This is true. And now you and I, we, we know this because we are in this day in and day out. And, mm -hmm. and I want our audience to know, like, we're not just pulling this out of anywhere. And so let's show them actually where this is actually coming from. So this is actually our MLS that we're showing you on screen. If you're listening back, we're kind of just going through the back end. We're going to show you how, how us as realtors can actually look for stuff. We look over at like the special sales provision and we say, okay, let's look at what's going on with bank owned, REO, government owned, active on the market. And then I pull the five county area for Orlando. We look at Lake, Lake Orange, Orange. Osceola, Polk, Seminole. Seminole counties. And how many listings are there currently that are foreclosed in the five-county area right now? Currently, there are 49 matches. 49 matches. And so if that's the case, like, what do we think when I look at, like, is that a lot or a little? Because if you don't do this day in and day out, maybe you don't know. Right. That's okay. Right. Is that a lot or a little? That is a very small amount. And we're going to tell you exactly how small that is. <laughs> so what I can do is actually dial in and say, okay, if this is the case, how many homes actually sold in this five county area over the past 365 days that were actually foreclosures? So that was 264. Over 365 days yeah, in it, five counties. In five counties. Now, if we go back and figure out, well, how many homes are actually selling in a week? Right now, we can see pending right now, 1,187 sold over the past week. So that's like 67,000 homes that are selling in our area. If you divide the 264 into that big, big number, it's like less than half of a, of percent. a percent. Yeah, it's a very, very small number. And we already have, you know, low inventory available in terms of all homes that are that are an option for you to take a look and purchase. So if you just want to narrow it down to foreclosures, you're really, I mean, there's, there's nothing there to look at. You're really limiting yourself. And they're all in dire need of work. Yeah, that's the thing is like there's 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 plenty of new co new construction that you can move into not have to do anything instead of foreclosures which many of them because there's so much of a high demand for these foreclosures many times they have multiple offers you end up possibly overpaying. Right, in cash. In cash, yeah. <laughs> and then you're having to sign this big addendum that the bank puts together that says, "Hey, you're buying this as is whereas then you can't come back after us because we don't know anything about the mm -hmm. house." Mm -hmm. And so if you move forward and buy this it's That's really, it's really risky. It's really risky. It is. And I listen, I, I used to, I still flip houses and we love buying stuff off market and there's, there's definitely opportunity, but right now, because there's such a small number, it's not as a big of an opportunity as some people 
my ask. Right, and we can talk about why why are there not a lot of foreclosures when we know that there was a recession previously in 2008-2009 and there was a ton of foreclosures. I mean, if you weren't doing foreclosures, you weren't in real estate, really. Yeah, at one time in 2008-2009, 40% of all sales were actually a foreclosed home that a bank owned. And so when you look at right now with it being a half of 1%, one half of 1%, even actually lower than that, compared to 40%, we are just in a very, very different market. Right. And it's because homeowners have equity in their home. So rather than foreclosing on it, they will just sell the home and and really profit. Yeah. And so let's talk about that. So we did, uh, we just, I kind of looked through a few different websites and what's the average right now, this is actually last year, the number's probably higher at this point. What's the average equity in the U.S. homes right now? 185,000. That's a big number. That's a huge number. In fact, there's actually the largest number of paid off homes. It's like huge. And then it's like 30% of all homes right now are paid off, which kind of shocked me when I read this. But seeing that people have so much equity, they're not going to just let let it go back to the bank when mm-hmm. they can just pop it on the market, get it sold in a month or two and take that money and run. Absolutely. And that's what we're seeing. Yeah. So that's why it's less than half of a percent of all <laughs> homes sold. Right. So if you're thinking about like, getting a great, great deal, like this is our job is to hope, hopefully find you a home in your area for your price point that you like. And we're going to get our, the best deal possible. But what's the whole thing about buying a home? Like when's the best time to buy a house? When you need to buy a house. When you need to buy a house, right? <laughs> 100%. And so the best time to buy was five years ago. And the second best, maybe 10, 15 years ago, the third best would be when you need to, when buy, you need a to buy a house. Yeah. Right. So Frank has a really good question though. It's, uh, the statement depends on w- on the county that you're in though, Ken and Kristen. Does your MLS take into account list pendants filed? So basically foreclosures that are coming. If this doesn't. This is actually homes that are currently on the market. And so if you go in there, Frank, going back through how many, I went through this, the specific number of how many foreclosures were actually filed last week and compared that to the month before. And we had like six extra homes this month compared to last month. So from a percentage basis, it actually is still a really, really low number. And so, yeah, I I just, I don't see this massive like crash foreclosure kind of coming based on the numbers that we've got. Mm -hmm. Going back over to the, um, so this is like, you know, we're dividing our show up. Usually we talk about real estate towards the end, but we put it towards the beginning because it's a something that people ask of uh, quite a bit, but going back to how many homes actually are listed and currently sold, this is another number to pick pick out here. Uh, There was a thousand new homes that we're listed over the past week. We're finally getting into finally. spring season. Yes. I'm very excited to get a little bit more inventory. And then we had 1,187 go pending. So there's still more homes going pending. Yeah, than are actually coming available. So inventory is still very tight, but at least we're starting to see an influx of the homes that are coming available because what was in like the 900s yes. the week before? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and so hopefully we start seeing a little bit more, more opportunity for our buyers. I know new construction, there are some builders that are starting to build spec homes again, which mm-hmm. is a good opportunity uh, if, if many of them pulled back last year. They're freaking out. Yeah. I mean, many of them didn't even build models. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, they, well, they couldn't because they were keeping it. They were selling them so fast. And then all of a sudden they're like, wait a minute. Now we're opening new neighborhoods. The market's slowing down. Should we be doing anything yeah, right now? Yeah, incentives for everyone. Incentives for everyone. <laughs> Kim's checking in from Margaritaville. We so appreciate you checking in. Tuesday is checking in from Montgomery. Alabama. AKA the gum. The gump. Is that what they call it? <laughs> I have no Apparently. idea. Apparently. <laughs> That's Tuesday so funny. Is calling it that. All right. Let's keep talking a little bit more about, um, a big number. Let's move into our section of the day, which is more like the theme park slash tourism uh, portion of our show today. Now, oh, I love this. This is exciting. So Orlando announces 74 million visitors in 2022, ranking number one U.S. travel destination. Kristen, does this surprise you? <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, so number one U.S. travel destination. So we beat we beat New York. 
Well, now I don't know. Let's just see. So New York. I mean, it says number one. It says number see. one. Tourists in 22. 56 million. 56 million tourists. Okay. What, what, others what about, really what about Vegas? Did we beat, did we beat Vegas? Uh, let's see. Tourists in 2022. We had to have beat Vegas. Las Vegas tourists in 2022. I mean, Vegas is, is they have a lot to offer. I'm not saying that we don't. I'm just there curious. There we go. 2022, 38 million. So we had literally double. double. We had doubled in Vegas. That's incredible. Now I'm to, not surprised. To quantify some of this, people were asking, so how does this rank towards pre-COVID? So 2019 was a banner year for Orlando. We had the most amount of people visiting us from all over the world. And so we dug into the past sort of numbers. And if you look at 2019, we actually, they, there was 75 million, which means we hit like 98% of like the recovered tourism for from Orlando. From before COVID. Yeah, this is, which is a huge deal. That's, I mean, that's, yeah, that's mega. Tourism here obviously stopped the breaks, especially international. Right. And so one of the things that uh, Visit Orlando put out in their news release, um, which was kind of an interesting sort of breakdown of where people were traveling from and, and where, where were we kind of seeing a lot of people? We, well, Canada is a big place that we get a lot of tourism from the UK. Mm -hmm. um, we definitely get a lot of Mexico, Colombia, Brazil. Brazil was a big, big number. That's starting to recover, which is really cool. And they said 60, 61 million uh, of people visit us for leisure and almost 8 million for business, which is really cool to see. Yeah, like it grew. Yeah, it definitely grew because I think um, like conventions, you think about how much money people spend on conventions. Right. And many times they were canceling them because of COVID. Mm -hmm. You couldn't get you really that. Well, you couldn't have a lot center. of people in one space. Yeah, so you it, couldn't have them. Hundred percent. And so it was kind of interesting to see the domestic numbers as well starting to pick back up. Um, There's a twenty five percent increase in visitors over twenty twenty one. I love it. I love bragging. I'm going to wear a t-shirt that says we're number one. Come visit. <laughs> so let's talk about taxes because everybody loves taxes. That's always a good thing, my right? my favorite thing. So, <laughs> so one of the things that was, uh, was actually founded recently was a new tourism task force. The uh, TDT. The TDT. And so talk about that, maybe the taxes and what, 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 how this is actually, how they come up with their money. Yeah. So it's a 6% tax on hotels, short-term rentals. So any of the, uh, infrastructure we have based around tourism. And so they collected, how much was it? $336 million. $336 million in these taxes. And what they're actually doing is putting it back into tourism. Yeah. Which, go, love it. Go figure. So wait, 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 wait. So wait a minute. So there's, there's a tax and then they actually put it back into the money in, where into that's supposed where to go. they pulled it from. Yes. Oh, that's, that's a oh, what a novel what idea. What a concept. <laughs> so I think this is great. Uh, Mayor Demings actually went on Spectrum News and talked about kind of, hey, where are we going to do with this money? And that's actually the number one reason why this task force gets together. They say, hey, we raised $336 million. Now what? And so we, we were checking out um, the OBJ had a great article mm. on there's 55 groups that were it's seeking applicants for this money. Yeah, right? So like, you can apply for it. And I was t talking to you earlier, like, can I apply for some to make my monster Halloween house a major <laughs> tourist attraction? It, it is. It is. There's a lot of people that come to your house for <laughs> Halloween. What is it? Tell, I, tell the people. I decorate my house every year for Halloween as a giant monster. So it has eyes, teeth, they're 3D, they're outside. I put up light shows. I mean, fog machines. 
scenes. It's quite a spectacle. When we first moved here, we had two trick-or-treaters come to our house. And this last year, we had almost 200. That's awesome. I know. Do you put a little bucket to say, like, you know, for have people chip in for the following year you know i feel like it's getting to that point you should get you should sell tickets uh, i should sell tickets or or you could get tourism money or like some could, of these other yes people. and so who is asking for this money right, and so, what are they proposing so there were 55 different applicants that were asking for over 330 for of the 336 million dollars but those 55 applicants equaled almost darn near four billion dollars in ask so that's not enough money to go around. Right. So they're going to have to choose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of these can be over certain times. But there's a lot of really big ones. $800 million for Florida Citrus Sports and Camping, Camping World, World Stadium. Stadium. And that's like a whole overhaul that they want to go there. There's $586 million for the Orange County Convention Center. They want to mm-hmm. continue their expansion, which this has already been approved. But they want to make sure they can pull out as much money as they can to kind of speed up the process. Well, wasn't there's pause during COVID? There, it was, yeah. yeah. So which is a huge deal. Again, because like we were, we're number one for tourism, but we were like number two or three for business travel. And so Orlando uh, Convention Center, they wanted to be the number one and make Perfect. the most, you know, bad to the bone kind of convention center to people come. So they're asking for more money to speed it up. Hmm. And then we had $256 million for the Amway Center, hmm. uh, which is, you know, I think it's doing really well, but they want to stay state of the art. And then UCF. Uh, UCF was asking for money. For Dr. the athletic center. Yep. Dr. Phillips, which I'm all for. Can we vote on these? Do we get to vote? I wish. I mean, I think that <laughs> what we need to do is be able to get somebody on the committee to decide where this money goes because, you know, we'll see. Um, but I love the Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center. It's you know, so uh, this is like a personal thing, but John and I had our first date there. Did you really? We did. What did you guys see? We saw Phantom of the Opera. Oh my God, that's I so know. cool. How sad are you that it's not going on in New York anymore? It, oh, that is really sad. Yeah, we but got it, it, it had its time. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it like, iconic. But it is like an era is ending, so mm-hmm. something will fill its place, I hope. So it's not, uh, it's not the Phantom of the Opera, but we went to the Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center this past weekend. What did you see? Something just as sophisticated just as, as sophisticated Phantom? And, and uh, highbrow, if you will. It was uh, Bluey. Oh, Blue- Bluey Live. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is actually a really tough ticket to get originally. And um, it was amazing. My daughter's went crazy for it. So it's giant puppets, I'm it's, assuming. There's like people that are controlling it. So you can see the people. It's not like um, it's not like a Disney or like where you, there's like somebody inside Bluey. They were literally, you could see the people controlling the puppets. And at first I was like, I don't know if I love this. And then the longer it went on, the more like I got sucked in. Amazing. <laughs> if you don't know Bluey on Disney, you got to go watch it. It's like Australian accents. I've heard it's for parents and kids, it is. right? It so. really is. We also saw um, Steve Martin and Martin Shore two weekends ago. I heard about that. Was that amazing? They're the, they're the, they're the best. Like they're like they're an iconic duo. Yeah. And you know, because they're getting in their late 70s or you know, early 80s, they're not going to be around forever. So we mm. needed to go yeah. see them. Mm-hmm. Amazing. But going back over here. So where the money's being spent, Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center, potentially, as well as 50 other ones. One of them, Ooh. and this is uh, Sean over here, my boy Sean, he said, let's talk about the big news of the week. Orlando may be getting an MLB team. Yes. That's actually one of the people that we're asking. I mean, these guys are asking for, well, they're saying it's going to be a $1.7 billion stadium. And they want $975 million to help with the project. To come from it. And I think that the county will most likely lean towards giving these people the money I think because it will pay for itself in the long term. It will, yeah. It's not going to be a crutch on the county once it gets going. Now, there's the, if you guys haven't heard, basically there's going to be a potential baseball team. The, uh, Pat Williams, who came up, he was the one who brought the Orlando Magic to Orlando. So the guys know slump and slouch mm-hmm. on bringing sports teams here. He knows here. what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he put up the Orlando Dreamers, which I am not a huge fan of the name. 
You don't care. I, you know me. You love sports. I love sports. Go I am like the biggest ball. go sports teams. <laughs> I where are the peanuts? Yes, I want them. All right, fair <laughs> enough. So, so the Orlando Dreamers and they started putting out different renderings. And this uh, the 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 stadium location is actually going to be well, potentially would be if if approved, would be right over on like the five twenty eight I four interchange. And there's a sliver of land that they're right. going to stick the stadium on. Um, I drove over there today because I was like, how are they going to fit a stadium? Park, parking. parking. Where are they going to put parking? There's a lot of land over there. Okay. I was shocked to see because looking at the renderings, I'm like, there's no freaking way. It's parking's going to be a nightmare. Traffic's going to be a nightmare. Mm. But apparently, they're going to be spending three hundred million dollars on the Kirkman. So just on the infrastructure alone. Perfect. Just on the infrastructure. So I think this is a big opportunity. Um, now here's the deal. Like I don't know if you anybody watching, if you've been, let us know down below. If you've ever been to a Rays game, Tampa Bay Rays. We have been, and the place is empty. Um, it's wild to see that one of the best teams in baseball doesn't really have a local following. And, and part of it could be that the ownership group just isn't investing. There's a lot of different things apparently going on down there, but it would be really cool to see them just relocate here. Mm-hmm. Very similar to how Vegas is now. They've got the, they've got a hockey team, football team. Oh yeah. 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 Right. And so people are like, can, can a local like tourism town, which we just talked about, 74 million people We're visiting. One. We're number one. Can one of these cities actually support a baseball team like this? And I think they can. I think I think they can, absolutely. I think it's just another draw to get people. That, I mean, people are already coming here. We know this. We know the numbers. We know we're number one in terms of tourism. What's one other thing to give? Just just round us out a little bit more. Round us out, you know? yeah. There was, a, there was an article that came out. They said that we are the largest media market in the country without a baseball team. And so if you're like a an Atlanta Braves fan and you're here at Disney and the Braves are playing. Oh, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you go? Why wouldn't you? And so the fact that like Vegas is getting crazy record numbers and they're really good with their attendance for their other two teams. I think this is a win. I think so. I mean, it could go both ways as well. Come see a game. Go to Disney. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Sean says, I'm not a fan of the name as Tampa Bay Rays if fan. If they re- relocate, just make the Orlando Devil Rays. Oh, especially being near SeaWorld. That's a great That's so name. good, Sean. Sean wins the internet tonight. <laughs> that's a great that's idea. That's a great The name. Devil Rays. I love it. If that's what happens, we're going to put Sean down in the Hall of Fame Sean for that was, idea. Sean was the, <laughs> the GOAT. Um, all right, so we're going to get it. So for sure, ask questions. And here's here's one, a really good one from Lior Grossman. So what are the top areas to buy a short-term rental in the range of 350 to 425 Oh, gosh, we can do a whole TED Talk on short-term rentals. We sure um, can. You know, it can be a challenge to make them pencil at that price point just because you're competing against Disney, Universal, all these luxury hotels. Um, the ones that do the best that I've seen are usually six or more bedrooms, right? Because you're getting whole families who are staying there. And then that becomes a little bit more economical than getting multiple suites at one of the theme parks or one of the luxury resorts. So, but they are there 350 to 425 over in Osceola, you know, Polk counties, um, Davenport, Kissimmee. So it just uh, depends on what you're looking for and what you want to use it for, but they're there. There are definitely. I, I think, yeah, you have to look at, potential. depends on what you're looking for. So if you're looking at a single family home, you're going to have to go a little bit farther out. If you're willing to pay a little bit more on the HOA fee, condos, townhomes, you can definitely still make those work. But right. like Kristen mentioned, getting them to pencil is a little bit tougher because of those higher HOA mm-hmm. fees uh, for sure. And so, you want them to be amenitized because people are coming, they need a pool, they need a splash pad, they're bringing yes. kids. And so you, you're you going to have those HOA fees and things like that that are associated with them. This is true. This is true. Uh, Bo Diaz is checking in from Sunbridge, ah, just moved from San Francisco. Sunbridge. That's fantastic. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, Tuesday, going back, uh, asking a question. So if I buy a foreclosed home, do I retain the equity of that foreclosed home? 
Uh, the answer is no. So what happens is say a house is worth $400,000, but somebody owes 200 on it. And then they allow the bank to take that. Unfortunately, the bank's going to say, thank you for the equity. We're going to list it for 400 and pocket, they'll pocket the difference. Mm -hmm. And so uh, there's really no like amazing opportunity there. Unless uh, once you're the bank. The market. Unless you're the bank. Now you can go, you can actually go down to the courthouse steps and they literally still do this and, and you can do an auction. And if you outbid the bank, you could potentially pick up some equity there. That's still a possibility. But you will notice when you go down there as somebody might be a first timer, there's going to be dozens and dozens other investors potentially bidding against you. Mm -hmm. Who are very experienced. Yeah, exactly. Posick Stadium. Pickles. Oh, sex and pickles. Let's go. I love pickles. Do you think, do you think, how much do you think the, the naming rights would have to be, how much do we have to pay? To become Posex Stadium? To be Posex Stadium, yeah. Gosh, I don't think anything, really. They would be happy to be <laughs> Oh, named. you think they would just be like, we're honored <laughs> we're that you want to be here? We're honored that you, I didn't know that was an option. Orlando Orange Socks. Orange, I, Bo, you're close. Because of the orange, the red, Maybe, I get it. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so Capstone says, I think Orlando will have the same problem as St. Pete. Most people in Orlando are not natives and will will continue rooting for whomever their home team was like the Yankees. You know, that's what I thought capstone. And, and I can, I keep pushing back over to like the Vegas. It kind of feels like a phenomenon, how well like the Knights are doing there. Um, and so I don't know. I think there's more and more people that actually live in Orlando that might not be from Orlando, but there's a lot less tourists here compared to some of these big cities as well. Yeah. Like we have a lot more people that are moving here, not just buying second homes. They're moving here to like do life here. Right. Yeah. And I'm an Orlando native and I, you know, maybe that's a shameful thing for me to say, but no, I don't amazing. currently support the family teams because I'm not really into sports. But if, I, if we got like a really cool team and some really cool merch and you get me excited about it, I don't know. I don't care who their name is. I'm, I'm there, <laughs> You're right? there, yeah. Well, like I, so I'm from Detroit originally. I grew up a Tigers baseball and Pistons fan. And then I started going to the Magic Games this last year and I'm a Magic fan. It's so fun, isn't it? It's so okay, much that fun. that I've been to and I had a great time at a Magic game. They get you like they're, here's the cool thing about the Magic. They were not good for a really long time. Last year they started becoming good, but they've now... I think perfected the art of getting the crowd engaged. Mm -hmm. Even if you're not a huge basketball fan, like you're just there's activities. It's constant, yeah. like constant, constant it's stuff. It's interactive. It's so fun. All right, so we got other people checking in with the names. This is a great. I love this little oh, thing. Tuesday. Check in. Let us know what you think the name should be down in the comments. That's an amazing idea. So Tuesday says the Orlando Shooting Stars or Orlando Rockers. Maybe. I mean, we have to be careful because there's some, you know, schools and stuff like the Orlando Rockets, I think, is one of the high schools oh, over is it? in East Orlando. So we can't can't be crossing over into the high school names <laughs> Let's here. see. Yeah. <laughs> is it an MLB team or high school team? <laughs> Who knows? Um, David says Orlando Dreamers isn't a terrible name. It could be worse. Like Orlando B-Liners <laughs> would be terrible. That's also very true. Uh, Bison says that most MLB stadiums is about 2.5 million to 10 million. Let me just get my checkbook. All right. There yeah, you yeah, go. Just, well, I have that in my back pocket right now. Round it up. Okay, let's keep going. We've got a couple of things. So let's move into more life in Orlando kind of uh, news articles. You found a really cool thing opening up. What do we got here? Yeah, so, you know, we've talked a lot about like VR um, mm. as, as something that is coming here or is, is you know, very loved in yeah. our area. And this is really cool. It's called the Verse okay. Orlando. I mean, it looks amazing. Holographic theater, like just really cool entertainment with, with light shows and VR. This is very cool. And I think, um, you know, we, we talk about AR, VR, we, people talking about the metaverse and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, that's, that's, it is what it is. But this is very much so like, it's a mix of actual 3D, you're in person and you put the glasses on. It's and very then, avatar. 
fairy avatar. Yeah. I, I kind of love this. And when you sent this to me, it reminded me, we actually went over to, um, have you been to the Ripley's Mirror Maze before? No, tell me about it. Okay, so we went over there. We shot a video that's coming out in a couple of weeks around like, there's like $4 billion in development going on along iDrive, not including the stadium and all that kind of stuff. Right. It's quite insane. Right. Um, but it's the most fun. You put these 3D glasses on and then you walk through a maze of mirrors and there's lights everywhere. It's massively confusing. Do you remember, um, <laughs> did you ever see like the weekend um, music video where he's like the blinding lights he's going through? And he oh, is that how the, you felt? That's how I felt. I literally bumped into the, it's it's a lot of fun. It's $16. Oh, not, well worth it. Well worth it. If you well. want to upgrade, you can go to the Ripley's Believe It or Not, which is right next door with all of the mannequins and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's $32. That includes both experiences. I think this is great. Oh, wait, I'm going to have to check this out. You this should, yeah, so take fun. John. Seems right. so fun. It definitely is. All right, so we got another thing you found. Dino Knight. What is this? Dino Knight in Lou Gardens. What what child, well, inner child, wouldn't love <laughs> to wander around beautiful Lou Gardens and see dinosaurs? Heck yeah. So are these like, are the animatronics or how does this work? You know, I don't think they're animatronics. I think they're just statues, but we can read a little bit more about it to so find it's, out. So it's 50 acres in the gardens. Let's see. There's 20 life-size dinosaurs ranging in 14 inches to 33 feet. Wow. So they're life-size dinosaurs. Yeah, this is really, really cool. This is going to be fun. So $17 for adult and and tickets go on sale. Let's see. $13 for kids, $17 for adults. That's not bad at all. Why not? And I think um, the cool thing, have you you spent much time over at Lou Gardens? I love Lou Gardens. Especially around Christmas time. It's so beautiful. They do a lot of, it's not just gardens, right? You think Lou Gardens is just pretty flowers and trees. They do a lot of things like picnics, movies, clearly dino night. I mean, it's, it's happening <laughs> over it in Lou Gardens. It's beautiful. Like, and I don't know, when the sun sets and the lights come on, it's the most magical. Like, you don't feel like you're in Orlando. You've been transported somewhere else. It's, it is a date night destination. Ooh, very good. And you're close to Winter Park, Audubon Park. There's a lot of cool stuff around. Mm, Get a little food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right, so what's going on over at Port Canaveral? We are getting another cruise line. Another cruise line. Which one we got? Princess. We're getting Princess Cruises. Have you been on Princess? I have not. <laughs> have you? I, I have, actually. We uh, we went on, my wife and I, we went on a, a Princess Cruise for our honeymoon, and we didn't realize that it was kind of geared towards... A little older crowd? Maybe you know, a little older demographic, yeah. Like, you know, I, a carnival cruise we had heard was the party ship, mm-hmm. and that wasn't our vibe at the time. Disney's and then, for kids. Disney for kids. Right. So we're like, oh, Princess sounds like, hey, we want to be like a upper-class citizen. Let's <laughs> let's try this. So we went, and uh, but this is cool. I mean, seeing Port Canaveral, there's a lot of jobs going on over there, mm. and the fact that there's another cruise line that's going to be bringing more ships will just now make our offerings about being an Orlandonian even more cool. And where do they go? They go to the western... Caribbean? Western Caribbean, yeah. Mm, so you got St. Thomas, St. Mart, uh, Grand Turks, Cosmel. I just love that we're having so many different options, right? Mm. So I think that diversity in our tourism is going to be the thing that keeps us forever. And so to have, you know, we can get on a Disney cruise, you can go on a carnival, you can go on Princess. There's just different different ranges and pricing and all of that. I think that's just so exciting yeah, to see. I think it's very, very cool. And it's not, it's 45, 50 minutes away. And if you guys have not checked out some of the last minute deals, we've got some friends of ours that go at least once a month on a cruise. Many of the times it's just like three, five nights. It's insane. Like you get crazy deals. Have you heard about those people that retire on cruise ships? I have. I have. I don't know if I would be able to do that. What about you? I don't know if I, because in my experience, the many cruises that I've been on, the food is not the most amazing thing, right? So yeah. I don't know if I could live with that forever. <laughs> <laughs> agreed. Agreed. So uh, some other people checking out. So Shakur asks this is a good question. So by the end of 2023, how many people do you think will have moved to Orlando? So again, Orlando being central Florida area, we're getting 1500 people according to our counties and, and our, our, um, 
um, our census data, 1,500 people are moving here every single week. And so that's 75,000 a year. Um, that's, that's a lot. It's a lot of people. There's literally, they're, they're planning for another 2 million people to be here over the next 25 years. And that's the entire Central Florida it's area. It's a lot of new friends. That's what I think about it. A lot of new friends. friends. Yeah. Um, Oli says, Orlando born. Wow. You've seen changed the stuff. changes you've seen. Oh, <laughs> Oli, I could tell you. Every, I can't I try not to do it. I try not to drive around. I'm like, that used to be a cow pasture. <laughs> and that, like I try not to do that. Back in my day, that was a tree <laughs> over there. Yeah. Um, but yes, the changes I have seen are just unbelievable. It's mind blowing. And I, I love it. I love that it continues to do so. We've only we've only been here for seven years and I'm already doing that. When I got when I got here, <laughs> that was, was a two lane road. <laughs> 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 My kids uphill both ways. Uh, Sean asked random question. So have you heard any word on Disney's going to do with the old NBA experience Dis slash Disney quest building? Uh, it seems like a lot of ways to leave empty. I agree. And I'm actually, after the show, I'm going to look and see if there's been any permitting on that one. Cause that's a really great question. Um, have you, did you check out, I mean, you're not a basketball fan, so maybe you didn't, but the NBA experience when it was there. For like I didn't the do the seconds. NBA experience, but I did Disney quest a lot. Did you? Yeah. Are you back like, in my day? Were you, were you, were you sad when it was over? No, I was, it, it got, it was so great when it first opened, but then it very quickly became antiquated, mm, you know, because yeah. we, we were getting access to so much technology at that time sure. that it just seemed a little outdated. And what I thought was going to happen is they were just going to continue to revamp it with new technology. And then they didn't. And then they didn't. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting. I, so we did, we did the NBA experience. I was actually, um, I was cast as an extra. Uh, Stop. And so we got to go like two in the morning. And they let us try everything. And there were a lot of cool interactive games. And I was shocked to see it fail so fast. Hmm. Why do you think it, it failed? I don't, I, you know, it's when I looked at the marketing that came out, I don't know that I even under, if I wouldn't have been an extra on set, I don't know that I would have actually understood all the cool stuff that was there. Well, I had no idea. And I've lived here my whole life and but, I'm super plugged into theme parks and what's happening. So, so the like fact that, that I didn't feel like it was catering to me or yeah. it was like appealing to me. I think so. It was a picture like all of the basketball stuff that you have at Dave and Buster's, but done significantly better oh. and way more interactive. So it was neat. It was very neat. Like I was, Aww. it was like three, they had some like AR kind of like, uh, there was this one set I remember where they had like 360 cameras and you could shoot and it would analyze your shot. And then like you got to play against yourself and other people up and down the line. It was, it was that a lot of fun. really neat. I, I was shocked to see it close. Well, something better will come. So going back, what, what, what I think would be a cool there. Have you been to the uh, the escape rooms at Universal yet? I love the do, escape rooms. Do you? I love them. Did you do both of them or just one? I only did one. Which one? The um, Back to the Future. Or Back Jurassic to the Future. Yeah. Back to the Future is what I did. I Which the like, theming there is the like, future. I think if they did escape I think, rooms. I want to take my dad to the Back to the Future one because oh. for me, I mean, like I wasn't the biggest, you know, I wasn't Fan. into that, right? I yep. mean, I liked it, sure. but but my dad would die. And so the whole time I was in there, I was like, my dad would love this. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's a lot of so fun. So I think it would be a good spot. Yeah. So what kind of theming though? Can you... I mean, they can't do Marvel. I was hoping they would do like, because you think of like, like Guardians of the Galaxy Escape or like, it has to Are be they something Escape. To do that? No. So they could do Star Wars Escape. They could do a Star Wars Escape. <sighs> Jonathan says they should bring back Disney, Disney Quest. <laughs> really, John? <laughs> <laughs> he misses it. I get it. I get it. This is a big deal. All right. We got a couple more stories and then we'll wrap up for tonight. So this one by UCF study shows best area, area areas near, near Orlando for air quality. what you got here? This is just really, it, the reason why I found this article and I shared it with you is because I think it's so neat that UCF has grown so much that they're putting out these incredible studies about local things. Yeah. Right. They're, they're definitely like, they're leading in research and they're reading in a lot of cool stuff. 
but one of the things that this article mentioned, so they took 60 air quality sensors and they put them all around central Florida and then created a smart map. And I'll actually drop this in the description um, afterwards where you can, if you're watching live, you can see they have all of these spread out Orlando and you can actually check the air quality based on the different areas of town. Yeah. I think that's so cool. It's very and cool. And UCF did it. Yeah, like, right? Come on. I love that. So one of the other things, you, you once you sent me this, it's got me thinking about other stories that I've read or, or thought about recently. And so UCF surpassed 1,000 residents placements during match day in 2023. Residencies across Florida. Yeah, exactly. So uh, residencies across Florida, newlyweds who place the same organization and many other UCF medical students who are also personally connected with their specialties. So this is exciting. I mean, when you look at how big UCF is Mm. and how many different specialties there are on campus. I just, I think it's amazing what they're doing in Lake Nona and over at their main campus and really just spread out central Florida. I know when I was uh, pursuing college, after high school, I was, you know, stuck on going to Stetson. I was really part of what I really wanted to do. I was passionate about it. And I never even thought about UCF. I don't know why it just wasn't even in in the forefront of my mind. And I had a chance to go see the facilities, the music facilities that UCF has. Unbelievable. Really? Just high-tech practice rooms with um, amazing keyboards. Their theater is fantastic. All the bells and whistles. I mean, I was just like, oh, I went to a private college and it wasn't this nice. This is amazing. I should have thought twice about going to UCF. This <laughs> right. is phenomenal. I could have had like way better in-state tuition. It would have been Amazing. Cheaper. Yeah, yeah exactly. I would have been drowning in debt. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's like 65,000 kids, almost 70,000 kids that are going to UCF right now to see how many actually come here from out of state or from all over Florida and then make Orlando home and then just never leave. We did a whole video on this and we were going around interviewing kids and it was really cool to see A, their passion, uh, but B, like that they're doing really cool stuff at a higher level. I love it. Yeah. Massive school. Anything else for the, for the good people of, of YouTube's? Anything else? Um, John says that they were also national champs. So, so that's what they say. That that's what they say. John, you and I will have to talk about that. <laughs> but they're going to be in the Big 12 this year, which is a really big deal. And we're going to continue to get more and more eyeballs on a great school that is UCF. Wow. But thanks, you guys, for watching. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. It does mean a ton. And if there's a bunch of other things that we're doing. We mentioned this in a couple lives ago. If you want to get engaged on sort of like a day-to-day basis, we have a Facebook group. It's facebook.com slash uh, living in Orlando. That's the living in Orlando is our group. And we're very active in there talking very about active. new stuff coming. And there's really cool about getting other people that live here to, to chat with one another. If you want to find some new friends, it's mm-hmm. a great way to, to find people who have very similar interests to you. I mean, it's a great place to see what's happening on a Friday night, what's yep. going on in certain neighborhoods. I mean, it's so active already. It's so fun. Yeah. I love it very much. So, so thanks you guys so much. We'll see you next week. See ya. If you've ever thought about moving to Orlando or you're looking to buy or sell a house anywhere, my team and I, we'd love to be your real estate resource of choice. At Posit Group, we've got over 500 five-star reviews and we're helping people from all around the world find home in Orlando. Make sure you reach out, info at We'll see you guys in the next episode.